Tuesday, July 31st, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly. I am coming to you from the Mile High City. We are right here in Denver, Colorado, and you know, we get together every single weekday. We talk sports with a dose of common sense, maybe just a touch of sarcasm here or there. We are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Tuesday to you. I hope that Monday went well for you. Now we move on with our week. Like I said, it is July 31st, the end of July. It is already starting August tomorrow. Pretty soon, kids are heading back to school. It's going to start getting a little bit cooler, and football is on its way. And what a coincidence. Football is on its way. We just might be talking pretty heavy football today. Hey, if you'd like to contact us, let us know what you are looking forward to as we get out of the summer. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com. Or you can find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you have a comment. Maybe you would like us to talk about a specific subject or a specific player or a specific situation. Hit us up. We would love to hear from you. Hey, today on the show, we've got a few things that are coming out in the world of breaking news. And you know, I've told you over the summer, I am not about to sit here and just talk nothing but baseball for like, I don't know, a month. We're not going to do that. We are going to take a look at something else today. It is a hot time of year as we plow through the summer here, and we are going to be looking at a few things that might be heating up this week. Going to get to that here in just a few minutes. Let's jump into some breaking news. We do have a few things coming out in the NFL. You know, it took longer than expected, but the New York Jets finally have their quarterback, Sam Darnold, under contract. Little bit of a dispute there. Couldn't quite get him into camp when they wanted to. But yesterday, Sam Darnold signed his rookie deal. He joined practice Monday afternoon. Now, the Jets gave Darnold a four-year contract for the slotted amount of $30.2 bucks, which does include a $20 million signing bonus That is one of the richest contracts in Jets history, especially for a rookie. Now, by rule, the contract is fully guaranteed. It includes the standard fifth-year club option. Of course, Darnold was not in attendance when the Jets began training camp last Friday. He had already missed three practices, but now the Jets get Sam Darnold into camp. Can you imagine if this had gone any further? Like, there's not a whole lot to be excited about as a Jets fan. Sam Darnold was kind of it. If they didn't get Sam Darnold into camp, I don't know how excited Jets fans would have been. They've surrounded him with a few pieces. The Jets are not a bad team. Can you give him some support? Can Sam Darnold step up? Good to see that he is now going to be in camp. That's huge. Because now the New York Jets can go about trying to ruin his career like they have so many quarterbacks for so, so, so long. Good luck, Sam Darnold. You're going to need it. You know, speaking of the NFL, looking at the breaking news and things coming out right now, the NFL has a number of problems right now. There are a number of things that the NFL needs to be concerned about. Of course, we all know they have concerns about CTE and the long-term implications of head injuries. We have the whole thing with the players kneeling for the national anthem that is weighing on a lot of owners and players' minds. And, I mean... We look at just the history of the NFL. We've had a few NFL players, you know, beating up on women. It's a whole thing is what I'm saying. Well, add another problem to the long list of problems for the NFL. 
because it seems that the NFL also has another rules problem. And I don't know if we were really looking at this one because apparently now the NFL has a helmet rules problem. The new NFL helmet rule is causing significant problems already. A presentation this week by NFL referees to the Philadelphia Eagles on the new helmet rule that they are installing this season is causing frustration among the players, according to a number of members of the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's causing a ton of confusion about what they're supposed to do. Under the new NFL rule, a player will be penalized 15 yards and potentially fined or ejected for lowering their head to initiate and make contact with the helmet against an opponent. Now, during this presentation for the Philadelphia Eagles, which lasted close to an hour, they say, players were shown clips of what are now being considered illegal hits. And some of these hits, they're saying they just look like regular routine tackles. So the Eagles actually asked for further clarification during the questions and answers portion that followed this whole thing. The players showed presenters videos of certain plays and basically said, okay, well, what about this play? Okay, well, what about this play? And the referees in attendance for this rule were split on whether those were illegal hits or not. Well, now that could be a problem, couldn't it? When your own officials don't know how to rule, that's going to be a problem. The Philadelphia Eagles aren't the only ones though. Check this out. It seems that Chicago Bears rookie Roquan Smith, he still is unsigned on his rookie deal, partially because of the language in his contract that would allow the Bears to reclaim guaranteed money if he gets suspended under those new NFL rules. Now, Roquan Smith was the eighth overall pick of this past NFL draft, and Smith's representatives want written assurance into his contract that would prevent the Chicago Bears from taking his guaranteed money if he gets fined or suspended under a rule that no one really understands. Now, here's the thing that's coming out right now. We see these rules, and what a lot of the feedback is, is this, hey, if these guys just follow the rules, they don't have to worry about it. Just follow the rules. Just do what the NFL is telling you to do, and then you won't get fined. Roquan Smith, you can sign your contract. You can get in. Philadelphia Eagles, stop worrying about this stuff. Just follow the rules. Okay, but what if we don't know the rules? And more importantly, what if the NFL themselves don't know the rules? The NFL is so bad at installing rules. Stop making these things more difficult than they need to be. Stop adding language that makes it confusing. We look back at things like the catch rule. It was so simple for years. The catch rule, two feet possession. And then the NFL got involved. And all of a sudden we had things like completing the catch through the process and completing the catch through the process of the ground or whatever. Can the NFL just stop talking? Make these things as simple as you can. They're confusing enough as it is. Remember, when it all is said and done, keep it simple, stupid, is really a thing the NFL should live by. And here's the thing about it. I actually don't feel bad for the players. I really don't. I don't feel bad for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, that's going to be difficult. You'll figure it out. They will continue to do whatever they want. I don't feel bad for Roquan Smith. Yes, he's got to try to figure out, is this certain hit going to cost him money? Is this certain hit going to get him fined? Is he going to get suspended? I get all that, whatever. I know, you've got it tough. But they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Here's who I feel bad for, honestly. 
I feel bad for the NFL referees because the NFL can't even tell them what the rule truly is. And they have to try to call these things in a split second, just like that. They've got to look at a bang, bang play and say, he lowered his helmet sort of, but they were kind of lowering their helmets together. And uh, I don't know, throw the flag. And then we wonder why we're having to go to NFL replay 50 times a game. We wonder why the NFL referees get it wrong so many times. I don't even think they care. I think they just say, hey, I'm just going to throw my flag and then I'll let replay bail me out if it's wrong. Not a good situation for the NFL. And this stuff isn't off the field stuff. This is on the field stuff. This is playtime stuff. That's a little more concerning to me. One last thing that I'm seeing in the NFL, and we are going to be NFL heavy today, is that, you know, NFL training camps are underway. And we are already seeing some injuries taking place. Nothing too huge just yet, but we are already seeing injuries taking place. We saw the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lost offensive lineman Ramon Foster for a month. He's got a knee injury. Washington lost defensive tackle Deron Payne for a month or so. He's got an injury. We know all about the Los Angeles Chargers and their laundry list of injuries that they have already sustained. The Carolina Panthers lost a defensive back yesterday. These things happen every single year. But here's something that's a little bit disturbing. So yesterday morning, Monday morning, I received word that Denver Broncos starting left tackle Garrett Bowles was being carted out of training camp. Of course, I text a few friends, a few fellow Bronco fans, and we all kind of said the same thing. Hey, I hope it's just precautionary. Hope it's nothing serious. Hope Garrett Bowles is okay. We already know how thin the Denver Broncos offensive line already is, right? Now, here is how jacked up we are as NFL fans. And you can pretend that you're better than this, but you're not because you do it too. So don't judge me and my dumb friends. I get word from camp that Garrett Bowles is not being treated for a leg injury. He's actually being treated for a concussion. And I text those same few friends and we all say the same thing. I mean, like, whew, like at least it wasn't his knee. At least it wasn't his Achilles or something like that. Can we stop and think about this for just a second when we were watching NFL games? Think about this. Whew. At least it's just his brain. Nothing important like a knee. Really? That's what we do as NFL fans. Oh, concussion? Oh, big deal. That can get him back on the field. Now, a knee or an Achilles, that would be more serious. Yes, the head injury, uh, yeah, that's bad, but he'll be back in a week or so. Not a big deal. I just didn't want it to be like a season ender. Really? You know how wrong that is? And you know what's weird? It's not just us fans. You don't just sit there and say, oh, it's my fantasy team. Players are thinking the same things. Coaches are thinking the same things. We all think the same thing. Oh, it's just a head injury. Big deal. How warped and sick is that? Just kind of where things are at in the NFL. Hey, coming back, I told you a few weeks ago when I got back from vacation that I was forced to endure some severe heat when I went out to Southern California for vacation. It was hot. I mean, it was hotter than the spoons in Demi Lovato's house hot. Well, today, we are going to discuss a few other things that are getting pretty hot too. So like we said, NFL training camps are, of course, open. We actually have NFL preseason football this Thursday night as the Hall of Fame game is going to be taking place between the Chicago Bears and the Baltimore Ravens. Do we tune in and watch it? I don't know. I guess for like five minutes just to see football being back. But other than that, we know it'll be a horrible game. But even as this season is just barely underway, 
we can already kind of take a look around the league and see a few different teams that had better step up. They had better perform or there could be some major, major changes coming for these teams. Today on The Daily Dose, we are going to be taking a look at a few of the NFL coaches that are on the hot seat even prior to this season officially beginning. I'm telling you right now, we have a number of coaches whose jobs could be on the line. Their seats are already getting pretty warm. Let's take a look at which coaches are on the hot seat. And we're going to start off in Baltimore, where the Baltimore Ravens, they have to feel like they've been underachieving these past few seasons. Do you realize that since winning the Super Bowl in 2013, the Ravens are 40 and 40 over the past five seasons combined? They've only made the postseason one time. I know sometimes we look at these things and we say, well, he's won a Super Bowl. He's got job security. No, he doesn't. The NFL is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. Oh, and by the way, Ravens owner Steve Biscotti, he has already mentioned that he has considered moving on from John Harbaugh. Now, the Ravens seems like they always have a pretty solid defense. Can John Harbaugh figure out a way to get that Ravens offense going? Now, we might have to discuss that a little more later this week, but John Harbaugh better figure things out quickly. He is definitely on a hot seat right now. Another team that had some surprising success back in 2015 when they went all the way to the Super Bowl was, of course, the Carolina Panthers. But there has been some grumbling about head coach Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera can make some coaching decisions that, honestly, sometimes they just make you scratch your head. I mean, the reason he has the nickname Riverboat Ron is basically like a joke, like it's a sarcastic thing because of his penchant for taking weird, bizarre risks sometimes. The reason that I put Ron Rivera on this list, and I don't think his seat is hot, but I think it could be getting warmer, is the fact that, don't forget, ownership is changing for the Carolina Panthers. When that happens, anything can happen. GMs, coaches, players, they all have to be on alert because you never know what a new owner is going to do. It sounds like the new owner should be pretty stable, but Ron Rivera, you don't want to go out and tank this year. You could be in some trouble if you do. Okay, next guy up, and this seat is red hot. I think. Is it? Honestly, I don't even know anymore because I have thought for years that the Cincinnati Bengals would fire Marvin Lewis and they never do. So did you ever know like a couple that individually they didn't bring much to the table? So it seems like they just stay together because neither one of you is going to do any better than what you're with right now, right? I think that's kind of the same relationship that the Cincinnati Bengals have with Marvin Lewis. Hey, I'm kind of ugly. You're kind of ugly. Eh, we'll stay together for the kids. Maybe it's just a perfect match. Maybe they have both seen the light and they both realize eh, we can't do any better. Yes, Marvin Lewis is 125, 112, and 3 as head coach. But we always go back to this. Marvin Lewis is 0-7 in the playoffs. Is that going to change anytime soon? I don't think so. I don't see how it could, honestly. I don't know if they have the talent. They should be better this year. And you know what? They better be better this year. Because at some point, doesn't Marvin Lewis's seat have to get a little bit hot? I would think so. Next guy up seat is hot. Okay, picture this. You become a head coach in the NFL. 
you're celebrating, you're super excited because you've been an assistant for years and now you finally get that job. But in your first two seasons as NFL head coach, you go one and 31. Yes, we all know the Cleveland Browns roster has been a mess. And yes, the ownership that hired the people to put together that roster should also be blamed too. But now, the Cleveland Browns have given head coach Hugh Jackson a few players. They've had a few draft picks. They have signed a few veterans. Hugh Jackson had better at least win a few games this year, or I would think he's going to be replaced. When the Cleveland Browns hired John Dorsey to be their new general manager, that tells me it is put up or shut up time for Hugh Jackson. I think he has to win some games this year, or I think he's going to be gone. I think that seat is hot. You know, another coach that I assume is on a hot seat, and I don't have any idea if he really is, but it seems like he should be, is the Dallas Cowboys head coach, Jason Garrett. Now, I realize that Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, I don't know, he seems to owe Jason Garrett some sort of debt. Maybe Garrett has incriminating pictures of Jerry Jones kneeling during the national anthem, something. I don't know what it is, but at some point, doesn't Jerry Jones have to look at the Dallas Cowboys objectively? Doesn't he have to rate Jason Garrett realistically? Because in his eight seasons as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Jason Garrett has taken the Dallas Cowboys to the playoffs two times. In those games, they have played three games. The Cowboys are one and two. That's not exactly Tom Landry or Jimmy Johnson or anyone else. That's pretty bad. At what point does Jerry Jones say, okay, it's been fun having a puppet. But you know what else would be fun? Like winning games. Winning games would be super, super fun. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys don't always do that. Need to keep an eye out and see if Jason Garrett's seat does actually get warm this year. Hey, coming back, we are going to be continuing to look at NFL head coaches that are on the hot seat. Including two coaches that already have Super Bowl victories on their resumes. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to LootCrate.com forward slash Daily Dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. August's Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Mayhem because wherever they go, Mayhem seems to follow these characters. Celebrate some of your favorite havoc-wreaking characters and chaotic moments with exclusive gear and collectibles. August Loot Crate theme features items from Rick and Morty, Office Space, Harley Quinn and DC Comics, but the best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, just make sure you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order just as a little thank you for tuning into the Daily Dose, which we do appreciate so much. Okay, so right now, we are going to continue on and look at some more NFL teams and a few coaches that are on the hot seat. Hey, things could be getting hot for a few coaches here. And I've got two coaches here that have won Super Bowls. Doesn't matter. Again, the NFL is all about what have you done for me lately. Let's take a look at a few more coaches that could be in trouble this year if they don't step up and get their teams going. Now, one coach whose seat has to be a few shades above lukewarm is right here in my hometown, Denver Broncos head coach Vance Joseph. Broncos general manager John Elway, he's already discussed whether or not he needed to let Vance Joseph go at the end of last year. You know, the season after the Broncos won the Super Bowl in 2015, head coach Gary Kubiak, it was like he struggled to recapture that magic. 
And it was understandable because the Broncos roster had been poached by a number of teams. People were grabbed via free agency. Kubiak had lost a number of players. We also know Gary Kubiak was going through some sort of health issues. And so the Broncos struggled to a 9-7 and record in 2016. After the season, Kubiak had those health problems. John Elway spoke to him, thought it would be best for the team to go in a new direction. He goes out and hires Vance Joseph, who has not been an NFL head coach yet. They went 9-7 and under Gary Kubiak. There are still some pieces there. Under Vance Joseph, he is going to reinvigorate this team. He's going to bring some youth. He's going to bring some motivation. The Broncos are going to get back into Super Bowl contention. Yeah, and then last year, the Broncos went 5-11 and and looked horrible doing so. You know, more importantly, aside from the wins and the losses, we can look at a number of pieces that need to be in place for the Broncos. But the worst thing about watching Vance Joseph, there were times he looked like he was just in over his head. He was super slow to make decisions. We didn't see progress from players. We didn't see progress from units as a whole. We didn't see the team improve. Vance Joseph's seat is hot because I'm telling you right now, Denver fans will not be happy if this team doesn't show some signs of improvement. If the Broncos don't show some signs of life, I don't know if Vance Joseph makes it through the season, let alone the end of the season. He could be cut by the bye week if things go like they were going last year. Keep an eye out here in Denver. Now, if you went back in time to 2010, you would swear Green Bay Packers head coach Mike McCarthy, he's going to have the Packers job for as long as he wants it. Remember, in 2010, the Packers had just won Super Bowl 45, and Aaron Rodgers was what, 26, 27 years old? Who knows how many more these two are going to get together? But since 2010, it hasn't quite been the same. Mike McCarthy has gone just five and six in the postseason. And we keep hearing again and again that he and Aaron Rodgers, they don't always play that well together. McCarthy has made some shakeups to his coordinators. His offensive and defensive coordinators have been shuffled around recently. If the Packers don't get something done soon, hey, Mike McCarthy, you're out of people to blame. If you already moved your coordinators, the only blame is going to be left is you. Trust me. They're not going to blame Aaron Rodgers. Your head is going to fall next. It's kind of weird to think about. Green Bay Packers could be looking for a head coach if they can't get some things going. Another head coach that could be in some trouble would be Miami Dolphins head coach Adam Gase. You know, Adam Gase has done some things in Miami that a lot of young head coaches do. And what they do is they get rid of some star talent because that star talent actually has more pull in the locker room than a young head coach does. But in the process of doing that, the young head coach weakens the team. They leave themselves open to bad performances because they just don't have the players. Now, Adam Gase allowed Ndamukong Sue, Jarvis Landry, and Jay Ajay to bolt for greener pastures. And like I said, on some level, I get it. Gase wanted to have his voice heard in the locker room, but now you have a less talented team. And if you don't do something very soon with quarterback Ryan Tannehill... The Dolphins are basically going to have to start over because the Miami Dolphins could already be looking at, hey, we need to draft our quarterback of the future. Ryan Tannehill doesn't look like he's it. If you're going new quarterback, if you're going with a new system, you had better believe you're going to be getting a new head coach too. Adam Gase, I know you play in that AFC East with the New England Patriots. You better find a way to at least compete with them and you might want to beat the other teams in that division. Otherwise, Adam Gase, you're going to be in some big trouble. Okay, I've got a few more coaches here that could be in trouble. 
And this next one might sound crazy, but you have to wonder how tenuous the situation in Seattle has now become. You know, we talked about it a little last week. We have seen every member of the Legion of Boom either leave or ask, can I please leave? At what point do the Seattle Seahawks say that they feel like we have squandered a number of chances and some of the reason we've squandered those chances is head coach Pete Carroll. Remember, when the Seattle Seahawks won Super Bowl 48 over the Denver Broncos, it looked like they might have a chance at building kind of a mini dynasty. Quarterback Russell Wilson was on that cheap rookie contract, so the Seahawks were able to pour money elsewhere, like their defense. Marshawn Lynch, Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham. But then they lost that Super Bowl to New England when they absolutely should have won it. Then they lost to Carolina in the divisional round of the playoffs. Then they lost to Atlanta in the divisional round of the playoffs. Then last year, they didn't even make the playoffs. Hey, Seattle Seahawks, you better rebound this year because you are kind of trending downward right now. And if that continues, I don't know how much time Pete Carroll would have. I know he's won a Super Bowl. Could get ugly for Pete Carroll up in Seattle if he's not careful though. I thought that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would fire head coach Dirk Cutter after last season. I thought they would go in a new direction. Somehow, I don't know how, Dirk Cutter survived, but I'll bet if they do the same thing this year, he won't survive again. It's easy to forget, isn't it, that there were actually some expectations last year in Tampa. Remember, last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were on hard knocks. They had shown some signs of improvement in 2016. The defense was getting better. They had Gerald McCoy and Clinton McDonald up front. Then they went and signed wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. He was going to team up with Jameis Winston. He was going to team up with Mike Evans. They went and drafted tight end OJ Howard. Plus, they already have running back Doug Martin. The Buccaneers looked like they could be posed to start improving and making a run maybe at the postseason. And then last year, the Buccaneers looked like they had no idea how to play football whatsoever. Jameis Winston looks like he could be a bust. Doug Martin has had issues with banned substances. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up going 5-11 and last year, finished dead last in that division, and now Jameis Winston has been suspended for the first three games of this year. So Tampa could get off to a slow start. And then, who knows what he's going to look like when he does come back. Dirk Cutter might be coaching for his life in those first three games. Because if they're already behind the eight ball, I don't think he makes it through the season. I think he'll be gone by the bye week if that's the case. Should be interesting to see what Tampa does this year. Our final head coach that should be at least a little apprehensive about sitting in that coach's chair. So hot it hurts. Just got a brand new quarterback. But honestly, are the Washington Redskins really going to be any better this year? They probably better be or head coach Jay Gruden might be the guy paying for it. Jay Gruden is 28. 35-1 and one in Washington. But to be fair, he hasn't had a ton of talent. But I hate to tell you, this season isn't going to be any different. If you look at the NFC East, you have Philadelphia, you have the New York Giants, you have Dallas, and you have Washington. Which of those four teams are you the least excited about? Of course, we know. The Philadelphia Eagles look like they can contend for another Super Bowl. The New York Giants have to be excited about what should be a better offensive line, Plus, they do have running back Saquon Barkley. That could change the look of the Giants completely. You have to be a little excited about the Giants. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys should have Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott together again. Now that maybe Elliott has his head on straight. We'll see about that. And then Washington? 
well, they have Alex Smith. <laughs> yes, four yard passes. Hooray. Another poor showing for Washington. I think Jay Gruden could be in some serious trouble. And like I said, it's not going to be easy to make a whole lot of headway in that particular division. It's going to be tough. Hey, coaching at the NFL level is so different. You get a bad hand. You just have to try to play it. You just have to try to do the best you can. Some of these guys that are on the hot seat, they have been given very, very tough situations. Some of these other guys have been given better situations, but we have seen their teams decline gradually. Hey, the NFL is a ruthless cutthroat business. There are only 32 jobs at this level. You had better find ways to win or you had better get some good photos of your owner at the company Christmas party because otherwise the hammer can fall at any time. Hey, tomorrow on The Daily Dose, we are going to be continuing to look at a few things that are heating up at this time of the year. Plus, we will be bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of sports news, so make sure that you stop by tomorrow. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose. For all of you that share the show, for all of you that tell your friends, that email us, that text us, that message us, thank you so much. It is appreciated. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.